I was in full fucking position, full fucking mode, you know, and in your head, you go through these scenarios in your head, you go through these, I just want to shut it all down, do consulting, write a book, you know what I mean? Things, right? I've been doing this 12 years. I've had successes in it. I dare someone to question my credibility as a consultant. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on Building Great Sales Teams. This is this may be the first time that you've listened to one of these episodes, and I'm, 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 I'm calling my shot here because the title of the episode is going to bring a lot of new listeners. And the title of the episode is Fuck It. And we, we can't help it, right? We, we see something like that, and we got to press play and hear, okay, what, what is this all about? You know what I mean? Is, is Doug losing his shit? Is he quitting the podcast? Is he quitting altogether? You know what I mean? Or is he just trying to get, is this just clickbait? You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's not. Just, just follow me on this, right? So I've, I've got a case, uh, a situation of the fuckets, right? And I think, I think the first time I heard this term, and it, it, it's not the same definition, you know what I mean? Like, but it is a little different. So first time I heard this term was from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he was talking about, you know, when you're on a diet and, uh, and then you just get a case of the fuckets, right? Because you work your ass off, you work hard, you know you're disciplined, but you get a case of the fuck it, so you have that cinnamon roll or you have that double bacon cheeseburger, whatever the case is, right? And I think the same applies to entrepreneurs. You know, every now and then we go through this, this cycle of fuck it, you know what I mean? And whatever the case is, something happens. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. I want to tell you guys a little story, right? So two weeks ago, I was at fuck it, Okay. I was unmotivated. Uh, I wasn't feeling creative. I was having a hard time with the podcast, especially because the podcast is probably my most creative uh, outlet right now or uh, type of work that I do. And, you know, I haven't been having as many guests on lately, so I've been doing a lot more solo episodes, which you have to be incredibly creative for, you know. And I was in this weird place, right? And I, I'm lucky that I have my amazing wife, Alicia, because, you know, I just got home one day and I was just got home and I immediately laid in bed and, you know, I was just in full fuck it position, you know what I'm saying? Which is like sprawled out in bed, arms up, laid out, just like, fuck it. Right. <laughs> and she recognized it. I mean, she had kind of felt it coming on in the last couple of days. You know, the mood hadn't been as good. I had a rough time. She recognized when that happened. She, you know, she always says when I walk in the door, I set the tone, you know, and I completely believe that 100%. You know, me and my son are the same way. We, we can set the tone in any room, right? And if I'm in a, in a bad mood, then all of a sudden everybody else in my family is in a bad mood. That's the downside of being a leader. You know, you, you, you set the tone when you walk in or you start a meeting or whatever the case is. So we have to work hard to make sure that we set the tone the right way. But we're not perfect. Shit happens. You, you take a couple of L's, you take a couple of really big L's, and sometimes you're just like, fuck it, right? So the story 
kind of the story that brought me to my fuck it point. You know, this happened over probably about 60 to 90 days, right? And so uh, most of you guys that are listening know what uh, Ryan Stuman's Million Dollar Mastermind is. That happened back in June. And um, so at that event, you know, some, you know, and, and remember when I did the Million Dollar Mastermind, I sponsored the event. I took 17 of my salespeople and staff. I invested in energy drinks to hand out at the event. That wasn't their only purpose, but we definitely handed out like 4,000 energy drinks at the event. I uh, invested in commercial production to shoot the commercials for the event. And so I've got, you know, probably around 50 grand into the this event between travel expenses, uh, sponsorship, commercial production, energy drink production, uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously paying the people for their time when they were at that event, right? And so we've got all this money into this event, and um, I had a leader at the time that decided this would be a good time to test our core values. That's all I'm going to say. He tested our core values, and he tested them with another uh, staff member at the event, right? And so I invested all this money to this event, and then this happened. And I, I remember, you know, Wayne, my my VP and my partner, coming over to me at the event. And it, it, it's so vivid, I remember this. It's only a couple months ago, right? But I'm looking at Zach Sasser, who is a, um, a salesperson for Apex, and a good friend of mine, he's speaking on stage, and, and Wayne comes over and gives me the bad news that, you know, this person had violated our, our core values and uh, did it in front of other, other people in the company. So not only did he violate them, but he, he made it a, a, a public display in front of the company. And uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just sitting there, I'm in my moment, a little bit defeated, because this is somebody that we've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in. And uh, somebody that, you know, we've had in the company for five plus years. And so, you know, I'm incredibly disappointed, you know, and uh, it's, it, it's not really like angry or anything. It's just more like, man, you know, this is going to be a tough loss straight up because he was a leader in the company and was able to run a, a whole division by himself without with very little oversight. And so... Fast forwarding, we made the decision, cut them loose, violated the core values, cut them loose. And so at first, we didn't lose anybody. And then we lost two guys. You know, they, their production wasn't great. And, uh, you know, they hadn't been with us for too long, so we understood. They weren't ingrained in the company quite yet. They weren't all about the core values quite yet, right or die, right? So we lost two people. He was able to recruit them away. And then it was, we lost four. And then the campaign itself lost momentum, right? And so you got to understand, I've been an AT&T dealer for 12 years. And I have done a minimum of $2 million in sales over those 12 years. And uh, I think we topped out one year at $5 million. And so this year, we are trending to about five hundred k on the AT&T division, Right. And that's because, that's straight up because we had to terminate him based on core values and a lot of people left and went with him and then 
the division itself is just we are not invested in it. We're invested in solar right now, just being completely honest. And so, you know, obviously that campaign, we, you know, we lost 66% production in that campaign. So that was the first, like, the first loss was losing him. And the second loss was, you know, obviously losing a million dollars over a year. And, uh, and so, but, you know, the, the upside of that was that, all right, now we're not mentally, we're not holding mental space for a division that we're not super focused on. And honestly, the margins are very thin and it takes, you know, 300 orders a month in order to make any money. You know what I'm saying? And so th- that was a big part of it. Um, and so there, there was a, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel because of that, but we haven't seen that come to fruition. Right. So we're, you know, solar is making up for that money that we lost, but we're not doing any better, you know, financially because of it. Right. So that's all in well. I, 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 you know, obviously you get all the advice, you get all the feedback and everything. Oh, this is the, you know, step back before the breakthrough, whatever, you know, you take two step, you know, 10, two steps back to take 10 steps forward, that whole deal. I get it, but it's not happening yet. So it really doesn't fucking matter, (laughs) you know? And so, all right, so solar, you know, things have been picking up the last couple months before MDM and then afterwards, you know, these guys are doing 15 to 20 sales a month. It's a very small team, you know, but that brings in a good amount of cash flow, right? You would think. And then what happens in solar, this is the third loss at this point, right? What happens in solar is this huge bottleneck. You know, we do uh, 18 sales in one month, and the next month we only install four. Not four of those 18, just four, period. And then the next month we only install four. It's like, what is this one install a week? Now we're, now we're creating this crazy bottleneck, you know? And uh, so it's week after week of bullshit excuses from our install partners, our install software, and going back and forth with them and having all kinds of issues and everything and trying to work through all this stuff. And in that process, just that was the day that I came in the house. You know, that was one of the days that I came in the house and I was just like, fuck it. I was in full fuck it position, full fuck it mode. You know, and in your head, you go through these scenarios. In your head, you go through these things. It's like, man, I just want to shut it all down. I just want to shut it all down, do consulting, write a book. You know what I mean? And, 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 and do one of those things, right? I've been doing this 12 years. I've had successes in it. I, I, I dare someone to question my credibility as a consultant. And so um, I was just in that full fuck it mode, right? And you have these thoughts in your head. They never come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, me and Wayne are pretty close. So every now and then I, I, I will let it slip to him. <laughs> you know, these thoughts that I'm having. And, and you know, there was a, a time during that, those few weeks that he was in the same boat, and so, you know, we both had a case of the fuckets at one point, you know, because we both know that, hey, running a sales team, selling solar and selling solar, you can make the same amount of money with a lot less work if you're just selling solar, right? Obviously, the, the sales team can go a lot further, you know, and that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's what we're all about. That's our mission. We help each other achieve freedom, not we help ourselves achieve, achieve freedom. Or we, 
we help Doug achieve freedom or we help Wayne achieve freedom. No, each other means the collective, means the sales teams, means the staff, means everybody. That's our mission. And so we know even though we're in the middle of the fuckets and we want to burn everything down, you know, we know in, in our head or we know <laughs> eventually we'll come around and we'll remember our mission. We'll remember our values. We'll remember why we're doing this, right? And so that, that's just part of the, what I like to call the, the fuck it cycle, right? And so, so I'm sprawled out on the bed. I'm laying there. I'm just like over it, you know? And I, I am not the type to unload on someone. I'm not the type to vent, you know? It just, but when I do it, like, it comes out strong, you know? And so she asked me what's wrong, and I just go off, right? And she knows what's happening, you know, it's all coming out at once. It's the last couple of months of losses coming all out. And I'm in full fuck it mode, right? And she says, uh, hey, you know what you need to do? You haven't been getting up early. You haven't been working out. And so just the next couple of days, just get up early, go work out. And I know you, you'll turn this around. And so there's two things happening there. There's one, she's calling me out on my disciplines and that I wasn't in them. I wasn't in discipline, right? And the universe knows it. And then the the second thing she was doing is she was reminding me of how much faith she had in me, which, you know, it's, it's not your spouse's job to pick you up and dust you off every time you fail or every time you're in fuck it mode. But there are these key moments when they do that make you love them so much more. And so she did that for me that day. The next morning I got up and went to the gym. I worked out. I moved my body. I had a win. And then, so, so that day, Wayne and I and my, my staff decided, hey, we're, we're tired of this install bottleneck. We're tired of dealing with these install partners that don't, that don't hold our values that have a lot of work, and so they're understandably busy. They're scaling. They're hiring new people. It's creating training issues and operational issues, communication issues. Respect all that. Shit happens. But all we really care about, what we need to get super focused on, is the customer experience and the sales rep experience. And this is a, a podcast that I did last week on those two things. If you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. It's a good one. But anyway, so we got hyper-focused on that, and we said, hey, if we truly care about our customers and we truly want to control the whole experience, then we need to bring installs internal, which is no small undertaking. you got to understand the solar install game. Going into the solar install game is like opening up a Dollar General, or not a Dollar General, a custom dollar store next to walmart you know what i mean like if you don't have volume you are going to get your ass handed to you in equipment cost in labor in uh licensing and everything else this is no small undertaking and so we know that it's going to take us probably years before we profit on the solar side of the business it's basically going to be the sales side of business paying for the solar side for the foreseeable future. 
And so we're going to have to make strong moves and invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to make sure that we have created a margin that's profitable on the solar install side. But what we did say and what we told ourselves is, hey, we're going to do this. And then if we don't make any money on the install side, then that's okay. We create a bunch of jobs. We create opportunity. We create an amazing customer experience, and we don't make $1 on the install side. We're in great shape. And so I've, I've talked to a few people, and they've discouraged, or not discouraged me, but tried to discourage me from doing it because of the, the complications and challenges involved. And I understand that. I appreciate them for that. You know, they're, they're looking out for me. But I do. I, I want to bring the installs in internal. That's a decision we made as a team as well. And um, not make a dollar, but our customer experience be amazing. That's more important to me than than the profit side of things on the install side. I know we're going to make some money on the sales side. That's not a big deal. So that's where we are. I've gone through a full cycle of the fuck. It's it's taken about three weeks total. And uh, you know, I I was I got this this episode is going to come out on Wednesday. It's Tuesday at ten a.m. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to Ryan, our producer, and I'm like, hey, I need to come up with a solo episode, don't I? And I was just telling him, hey, I haven't been feeling very creative lately, <laughs> you know, because the solo episodes require that. And uh, um, so it's been it's been hard to get excited about the podcast and get excited about these things. It's just part of it, guys. I'm just being honest with y'all. And uh, he was like, well, maybe that's what you need to talk about. And so... After a while, I was like, what do I call this episode? And, you know, as many times as in my head as I said, fuck it, over the last couple of weeks, I figured this would be a great title for the episode. So if this is the first time you're listening to this episode or to this podcast, first of all, gotcha, right, <laughs> with that title. Um, but it, it, it really is about the case of the fuck it. So l- let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fuck it cycle with entrepreneurs and leaders. And I, I probably should have started this episode out with a warning to not have your kids around when you listen to it. Because I've probably said fuck like 40 or 50 times. So <laughs> I might redo that intro. But anyways, so the fuck it cycle that entrepreneurs and leaders go through. Okay, so the way I figure is it goes like this. You have a loss. And you're used to losses as entrepreneurs. They, they happen, Right? And then you have another loss. Okay, two losses in a row, part of the business. You know what I mean? I still got some wins going on. I, I still got some upside. And then you have another loss, and it fucking crushes your soul. <laughs> like, and it usually has to do with people. And I was talking to one of my mentors about this the other day, and I was just kind of telling him, like, hey, I, you know, you and I had a key player losses around the same time, you know? And he just had a huge win, an amazing win. And I was just like, man, I appreciate you for that. Like, it's, it's something to, like, cheer for people and say, hey, congrats. It's another thing to see what they're doing and to be able to say, yeah, that's why you're doing this. Because that big win is coming. And you know it is because you, you work hard for it. And what do we know? If we continue to work hard and we stay consistent, we're going to get those big wins. But anyways, going back to the cycle. So you have loss, loss, loss. And then, in your, in, and then in your head, you're just like, fuck it. I'm shutting this whole thing down. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm going to go work for somebody else for 
six figures and, and, and help them build their thing. Or I'm going to shut it all down, just become a consultant, become a hermit, live off my investments, whatever the case is. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this, right? And so the question is, okay, we go through this cycle, loss, loss, loss. We're like, fuck it. And then out from that comes this amazing thing, which for me, it'll be, you know, winding down my AT&T campaign and doing internal installs on solar, right? I'm going to look back two years from now and be like, wow, that was a pivot point. That was the most amazing thing that could have happened at that time because it forced me to figure it out. It forced me to adapt. It forced me to innovate my business, right? So if I do this, I'm, I'm, the reason I call it innovate is because I'm going from sales org to true solar company that handles the whole thing integrated. All right, so we go through this cycle and this amazing thing comes out of it, right? And if you've done it a few times, you know something great is going to come out of it. Even when you're laid out on the bed in full fucking position, you know this amazing thing is going to come out of it. But you're still that voice in your head that says, hey, this is typically when you think of your best shit, it's way back there and it's faint and in the distance. And it's not strong enough to get you to take action yet. All right, so what brings us out of the fuckets? So what I, what I can tell you is what doesn't. And what doesn't is motivation. Motivation, you cannot depend on motivation, right? You can't depend on going and seeing Tony Robbins speak in person, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, you know, Bobby Castro. You, can, you can't depend on going and seeing these guys speak in person, getting that feeling like you can take on the world, and even even getting an action plan for it, you know, some of these guys are really good. They're they're highly motivational and then they're tactical, right? But too often you come home, and if you're not if you're not doing the basic things to move forward, then it doesn't really matter. So, what brings us out of it? Not motivation. What's the next thing that does not bring us out of it? Not money. Money actually hinders us in coming out of the fuckets, right? Because if we have a lot of it, then we'll continue with the fuckets and we will eventually shut it down. Whatever this big thing, this big impact type thing is that we're putting together, this division of our business, this product, this amazing thing that we're building, we'll be like, fuck it, I'm a millionaire anyways and I can just pivot at any point and do something else, right? So it's not money that's going to bring us out of it, right? And then it's not shiny objects either because that happens too often. We get into the cycle. We do really well in our business. Our main thing is going really well, and then our main thing takes a dive, and then guess what pops up? Shiny objects. Now there's these shiny objects all around here. Let me go check out those shiny objects and mess with those because my main thing is sucking. So it's not motivation. It's not money. It's not shiny objects. That's going to bring us out of the fuckets. So let me tell you about the things that are. And this is probably the number one thing that will bring you out of the fuckets. And it's your disciplines. Yes, getting up early. Continuing to do the things that give you wins every day. And it's the simple things. It's getting up early. It's working out. It's eating right. It's maintaining 
your schedule. It's time blocking in your calendar and accomplishing tasks, accomplishing, getting those small wins every day. So there's something that happens whenever we win. There's something that happens whenever we finish something, whenever we accomplish something, whether it's making our bed or finishing an SOP for a solar install. Whenever that happens, we have a dopamine hit to our brains, right? Our, our brains are wired to crave completion. And everything that distracts us is just our brain taking the temporary, the smaller dopamine hit. is saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the smaller dopamine hit instead because I get it right now, right? And so the smaller dopamine hits are drinking with our buddies, right? The smaller dopamine hits are gambling. The smaller dopamine hits are cheating on our wives, right? The smaller dopamine hits are, you know, going to an event and hanging out and chopping it up with friends and everything, knowing you got a shit storm to deal with back at home, right? There's all these things that can disrupt. The, The smaller dopamine hits is an hour of TV. The smaller dopamine hits are going out to eat instead of making dinner. And even worse, the smaller dopamine hits are scrolling through our phones and looking at reels and TikToks and the, all these distractions, right? It, it, it's part of it. But what's going to bring you out of the case of the fuckets is not those small dopamine hits. It's the big ones when you accomplish something, when you complete something, when you wake up on time, when you get your workout in early. That is going to bring you out of it. And guys, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself here too. Because I'm guilty of everything that I just said. Some of them not as recent. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys know my story, hopefully. And if you don't, um, hit me up sometime. I'll, I'd love to tell it to you. So I, I would love for people to learn from my story. But anyways, so disciplines is the first thing. The second thing, if you are married, there is no better business coach. No better business coach than your wife. If you are in a marriage that you are investing in and that you are spending time in and that you are open and honest and you have 100% transparency in, there is no better business coach than your wife. And the reason for that is because she knows you the best. And she can see these things coming before you see them. And, and oftentimes she knows every minute detail of everything that's happening within your business. As long as you know, y'all are going on date nights consistently, y'all are you know, having coffee, having those conversations, and you're transparent with her, she's going to be your best business coach because she hears everything. Things that your real business coach don't, doesn't hear, which is the personal side, which is the life side, right? At, at the end of the day, if you have a, a, a thriving marriage, she's going to be your best business coach ever. She's going to see these game, things coming before you do. And like in my case, she brought me right out of those fuckets. She told me what I needed to hear. She was honest with me. And honestly, when we were married the first time, she probably wouldn't do that. She wouldn't have the balls to say, hey, you're in this place because you haven't been keeping up with your disciplines and you need to get back to them. She knew me completely at, at, at that point, and she called me on it, and she wasn't afraid to do it. She was confident in it. All right, and the last thing that is going to bring you out of your fuckets is your network. It is all these amazing 
friends and family of choice that I have now through my Apex network and my RBO mastermind, as well as people that I've met outside of the network, people that I've done podcasts with, but mainly the, those people in your tight network. You know, I've got about 15 to 20 people that, you know, right now could call me and ask me for something and I know that they, I would know that there was integrity behind what they were asking me. And I would immediately spring to action to try to do whatever I could to give it to them. And those are the, those are the people that are going to bring you out of your fuckets. But you've got to be willing to be vulnerable with them. You know, when we're in these networks, it's so easy to show up and share all our wins and give value to other people. But how many of us are going into you know, our RBO mastermind calls or our Apex Entourage group and posting, hey, I fucked up here. This is how I'm handling it. How would you handle it? Not enough, I can tell you that right now. Some of you fuckers are constantly posting these little bullshit wins. Oh, I worked out today despite. Well, congratulations. Tell me about a problem in your business and have other people learn from it. That's where the real value from these networks come. Not just regurgitating the same posts that everybody's fucking posting. Sorry, I don't want to go on a rant here, but that's what it is, right? I can literally put some of y'all's posts side by side and, and, and see the same thing. It, it, it looks the same. But look, it's your network, right? I went down a rabbit hole there for a second. You're... Be vulnerable with your network if it's one-on-one, if it's in a small group, if it's in a big-ass problem session. Be vulnerable, guys. Because once you're vulnerable and you're transparent and you're honest, nothing can touch you. You can be at the worst place in your life financially, but you've got nowhere to go from up because you're not hiding shit and you're completely honest with the people you're talking to. And there's so much power in that. So, cycle of the fuckets, right? Loss, loss, loss. And then I'm like, fuck it. And then I continue my disciplines. I am open and transparent with my wife. And I'm open and transparent with my network. And that is what's going to bring you out of it. I wish. I wish there was some magic fucking pill that you could take to get you out of the fuckets. But it's not. It's literally grinding it out every day until you're out of it. And it's not your, your grind that's on all these stupid memes and motivational quotes and all that bullshit. It is literally the, the, the grind of discipline. The maintaining your discipline despite feeling like dog shit and just having your soul crushed because you had a key player leave and you are no longer trending to a million dollars or 1.5 million in the division you're supposed to. That shit's real, guys. All right. So that's the end of the fuck it's rant. All right, I do want to make a couple of announcements and self-promote a little bit here. You know, this is like over probably like 62 or 63 episodes now, and I haven't really said, hey, guys, buy my shit. All right, <laughs> but I'm going to let you guys know that this stuff is coming up so that I can say, hey, guys, buy my shit. Um, so the first thing that I'm going to begin working on this weekend is the Building Great Sales Teams course. And so if you were to compress all the things, if you had listened from episode one to episode 63, and you were to compress all the tactical lessons in there and tactical documents, episodes, strategies, structures, 
and you were to compress them all into a course, that's basically what I'm going to be doing. And, and I've had this structure since I've started, thankfully, because it's 12 years of building and rebuilding and starting over and different products and everything with sales teams. And so I'm going to create a course. I'm thinking the price point for the course is going to be about 500 bucks. I would love your feedback on this. Because this isn't just something that you're going to log into and take one time. This is a resource for you that is going to include not only uh, video training, and um, it's going to include documents that you, templates that you can build sales programs on. Okay? So it's going to be the training videos. It's going to be the documents that you can build sales programs on. And then it's going to be continuing education, which is going to be huge. So basically I'm going to pull. So I have a lot of guests on here that uh, can really contribute to the building great sales teams course. So what I'm going to do is with their permission, I'm going to take their podcast episode and create a strategy or a um, document from it that you can execute in building your sales teams. And so I'm going to convert a lot of that and, you know, you know, it might be the Brent Attaway method, right? So he did follow up fortunes. He's got his service that he does and he may have a piece in there that I take from his podcast episode and lay out for you guys. And so that, that is just an example of how I'm going to be doing that. And then continuing education at that point, because I'm still going to be contributing to this. And anybody that uh, buys the course is also going to get access to a digital copy of the book once I write it and put it out, right? So it's the course. Eventually, I'm going to come out with a book for this as well. So, you know, building your first sales team, something to that effect. And then uh, the last piece is going to be a event. And so if you guys haven't heard the news yet, uh, Ryan Stuman the owner of Apex just signed on a 22,000 square foot building. So congratulations to him. I sent him a, a DM congratulating him and I let him know I wanted to be his first event client because I want to do an event in uh, 23 in Q1. I'm thinking February, March timeframe, which is just in time for you to start a um so basically for you to have the summer sales ramp up, right? So a lot of times with sales teams, you'll see production ramp up during the summer. So you'll want to recruit in March and April, big time. And then May is when you train them and then you hit the ground running in June. That's when a lot of home service type sales happen. And a lot of the clients that I've uh, consulted for are home services. So I think that'll be the perfect time to, to basically have an event to where it's not just, you know, your normal event with speakers on stage that can contribute to the subject, but it's also uh, mastermind sessions and uh, everything like that, that that we can get a lot of value from. And that event will probably be around a $250 price point, something like that. Maybe 100 people is what I'm thinking. But I want to have it at the Apex event facility that um, they're working on in, I think it's uh, Frisco or Addison. Or further up north, maybe. But either way, um, that's some of the things that we're going to be working on over the next couple months. Super excited about it. And uh, I appreciate you guys supporting me. As always, please go to uh, the uh, Apple reviews, Google reviews, Spotify, all that stuff. Post a review. 
uh, more importantly, um, write, write a review because that has a lot more weight on these podcasts. I appreciate you guys for that. If you have any questions, concerns, you know, things you want to ask about, reach out to me directly. I can point you to the episode that is going to help you with it as well as if I have anything for you, I can shoot it over to you and help you with that as well. I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great day. Let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.